be showing yeah. off. Yeah. But a lot yeah. of folks, man, they still be looking like they don't know who I'm here. So let me tell them who I'm here. Rubber band, man, wild is the Taliban. Nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. I got in trouble, man. I always in trouble, man. I work a couple hundred grand. Welcome to the Setting the Edge podcast. This is Justice Mosqueda. I'm here with my hermano, Chuxus McDonald. Uh, what is it? Dra- draft game Dan LaQuinta? Uh, LaQuinta. Da- yeah. Draft game Dan LaQuinta. And we're here with our boy uh, Josh Norris from NBC Sports and Roto World. He's the blurb guy. One of them, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much blurbing I do anymore. I kind of just like watch football and talk about it. It's not bad. Living the life. It's yeah, it's not life. bad. So, hey guys! Hey, what are we drinking? <laughs> We're drinking wine. Yeah, we're drinking wine out of paper cups. I, I so so I was like, yeah, I'll supply the wine because y'all are young and cheap. And and, and <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. And 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 so I was like, man, I haven't even thought about this because I actually went to the grocery store a few days ago, and I was like, I should just buy the wine now. I should just do it now, and I didn't. And so coming back from Chipotle tonight. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'll stop by a package store, blah, 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 and it was the worst place ever. I mean, we're Spent way too much for shit one. We're in Alabama. And we're drinking it, but it, it's fine. It tastes it tastes okay. All right, good. What do, you, what do you, okay, take a sip and tell me what you taste. Like, anything that comes to mind. Dude, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, like, introspective like that. I know, but d- that's what I'm, that's what I'm, okay, it's just wine. That's what I'm saying. I'm Mexican, so, like, the only thing, <laughs> the only other time I've had wine is, like, when I yacked off of, like... Moscato uh, and then like this Sacramento wine. Yeah. This is going so. great. Yeah, this is going great. All right. So, <laughs> wait, I'm already hijacking your podcast. Yeah, this That's is fine. This is a football podcast though. So let's talk about day, day two, two of the senior bowl. Got and it. I'm sure Josh and Justice have some great takes on that. Yeah, Charles, so. <laughs> um what did you see today? Uh oh, I saw my wife who works for the Browns again. If you're listening, yeah, this is the second episode in a row that I'm mentioning you, so if you're listening, please at me at four Did you not look up? You who she was on the Cleveland Browns website? No, That's I creepy, mean, Josh. On. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. I'll just talk to her. Yeah. Just talk I thought about that was like a seamless transition. I don't know. I think I'm just going to yell at her on the sidelines tomorrow. Hey, I so love you. Do, do you think she's one of their 11 scouting sisters? I think she is. Okay. She's taking mad notes. Oh, got it. So I think she is. She's always with you, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking her if she'll marry me. You so, gave my boy Antonio Garcia dap today. I was about to start this off with Antonio Garcia. Yes. Day day one, Josh Norris, I believe in your top fifty, you said you had Antonio Garcia number one. No, yeah, right? no, I, like top. No, no, <laughs> you guys are already put more into my mouth. I, I don't click your articles. I just I know that's like what Antonio I mean. Uh, I ranked because everyone likes lists. Yeah. I ranked the top twenty five. They players. hate slideshows though. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah. obviously, uh, top twenty five players attending the event. And number one was Antonio Garcia. That's what I said. No, I you said, said top, top 50. Top 50, top 25. I'm I thought sorry. you meant like top 50 overall. Yeah, no. that's, that's what I thought you were talking no. about. See. No, he's not. So when two people are confused, he's, he's not it doesn't matter what your intent was. All right. Fair. He is my second language. I'm sorry. So Antonio Garcia kind of got his ass kicked, but he played like four reps yes, yesterday. Exactly. And then now, and now today, I mean, he did he did well. I mean, he's a dude who holds his weight really well. If yeah. you looked at him, you would not say he's two hundred ninety five pounds. Right. And and the biggest thing is when you look across the league, right? Like, how many left tackles do you see that are athletic, that are nimble, that can even finish like he does? Yeah, he's got um, a, he's got a mean streak to him. Like he finishes absolutely. against Clemson. Um, and that Clemson game was awesome. And now a lot of people are going to watch that game. Um, look, and and you joke about these things like, oh, should I use the Tyron Smith image when I was talking about him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, these are all jokes that then get taken way too seriously, right? Right. But, um, and again, it, it also depends on, especially when you're comparing him to certain players in the past who we've loved. Teron Armstead comes to mind, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I mean, Teron's workout was one of the most ridiculous ones we've ever seen. So I'm not expecting that type of stuff from Antonio Garcia. But again, in the scope of when you're thinking about it league-wide, I think he is one of the true, and this is a very traditional term, but, like, left tackle feet, and he absolutely has those. Yep. And, like, I I think he can work on, like, stepping inside and cutting off that inside move. I think De- yeah. Deshaun Hall kind of beat his ass with the inside move. Also, Deshaun Hall, day one, like, superstar. Uh, day two, not so much. Day two, not so much. I think everyone kind of figured out inside move. Do you know what? I act- Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and he's fluid, and obviously yeah. if you get a first punch on him, then uh, he might have some issues. I actually thought he did really well at that point of attack stuff. Like holding up against doubles. Yeah, when they were they were working like double team and, and like combos and. I mean, a lot of those guys just try to latch on and hold their ground, but he was actually trying to get off the blocks. He, 
I think you tweeted this out where you're yeah. like, he's a fluid, he, he's a fluid dude, and he does not like being blocked. Yeah, and like that. That you at Josh Norris on Twitter. You can follow me. I'm sure. Everyone can <laughs> Actually, okay. So we're gonna plug. <laughs> I'm already gonna plug. So I know your probably top demographic uh, is 18 to 24. Okay. Yeah. Probably fair. Yeah. Probably fair. Yeah. That's actually the worst demographic for my podcast. Let's get the let, let, listen. The worst one. Yeah. The worst one. Uh, I know Justice subscribes. I do. Chuck, not so much. I physically yeah. have to show you that I subscribe to you. Even though I talk about Devontae Freeman all the time. Okay, wait. Are you on iTunes or SoundCloud? Both. Everything. Okay. I'm on Spotify and blah, blah, blah. You're on Spotify, too? Yeah, he, he, he green text, man. I green text. I'm sorry. He, he green text. Okay. We're green. everything. Audio boom. Anything that you want. So, you Stitcher? People subscribe. Yell at... Yeah, we do. Stitcher. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we have a producer. Um, the Roto World Football Podcast. You should download it. Uh, draft season's coming up, so you don't have to listen to like Evan Silva and Roto Pat and all those dudes anymore. It's mainly just me. Yeah, and I'll be on there too at some point. Friend, okay. friend of the show, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show, Justin Mosqueda. I've already been on, right? Is that the one I was yeah, on? Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're, yeah. Getting, we're getting money. Yeah. Um, let's think about uh, one guy that we both ended up liking, uh, even coming into this week, was Hassan Riddick from uh, yes. Temple. He was a guy, we had this little group chat talking about these linemen. And you, were, you listed off your guys, and I was like, you haven't seen Riddick yet. You're like, he's an inside linebacker. Yeah, and like, don't make that group chat sound like a big deal. No, it's not Because it was like deal. a few DMs, like, yeah. exchanging. Playoff yeah. chat and Josh. We just, yeah, playoff, <laughs> it's playoff chat and Josh. Yeah. I'm known for abandoning group chats. Oh, after yeah, <laughs> We always add you, and you never check it. Never do anything. Yeah, you know, uh, I had to, like, start acting like I had a life. At some point, and just like escaping. Why it. you got wow. high? That's yeah. a shock. Acting like it. Acting like it. Acting like it. Like it. Like it. All right, so Hassan Riddick. Uh, yeah. Former walk-on cornerback. <laughs> right. Turned. He, he was he was walk-on corner, and he actually I asked him this because it occurred to me. Uh, he played corner uh, for a few reps, like during one of the practice periods, or maybe even a couple with Robbie Anderson. Oh, really? Because Robbie Anderson was a corner at one point at Temple as well. Yeah, when they cracked the receiver? At Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so so, uh, Sonrick was a walk-on corner, started gaining some weight, went to linebacker, then went to edge, and then now came back to linebacker. To inside linebacker. Um, And he's fun, man. I mean... Fast. And a lot of fast linebackers, people worry about, like, and you actually see it, like, they over-pursue, they want to use their speed far too much. But he talked about patience, and he shows it. Um, Just seeing where lanes open and then attacking it from there. And then I asked him about his bend and blah, 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 and being able to turn the corner. and um, yeah. that's, that's a difficult skill. That's tough to find. And it's, yeah. Some people think it's natural, and I'm sure for many it is. Uh, but he talked about yoga. Like yoga, taking it at the first time and doing it a few times this summer. And then it's something he wants to incorporate after the combine and hang into OTAs and stuff. And he even said like he's going to try to ask Exos because he's working out with them uh, to add it to his, his routine. So do you think he's going to end up being – Top 50. Off the ball. Well, I mean, top 50 pick? I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. He's good. I think he's. I actually was going to tweet that he's a top five prospect here, but then I look back at like. And I'm not going to include Forrest Lamp anymore because he practiced for like right. the, one half or one practice, right? Yeah. Um, he never won I, I think I think he'll be a top seven guy. I think he'll be a top seven guy here by yeah. the end of it for me. Um, so that means number seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a big uh, Dane Brugler guy, too. Like, Dane was on. Yeah, Dane had him at like early. 38 of 50. Yeah, um, um, I mean, I had him at like, I can't even remember, like 13 or 15 or something of the top guys here yeah. coming in the week. So do you think um, he's like, in the league, do you think he's... I don't know. And off the ball? Yeah. It, it, I know. It, 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 it kind of right? depends on, on who's going to take him. Like, does there anyone that comes to mind immediately for a success? I mean, not, not a success, but... Someone that can play the edge, but also drop and blah, blah, blah. Like, he can be like a will edge, and I'm not sure, like, we really see that. I honestly have not even thought about a comparison for him. Because, I mean, I am super confident in his ability. I'm trying to think of so guys that have been moved off the ball and still can be in, like, a traditional linebacker off the ball. But also, if you want to move him near the line of scrimmage, you can do that So, like, well. Joe Scobert last year from Wisconsin, like, that kind of player? Yeah, but... He's faster. I yeah, love, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, he's, yeah, he's more athletic, but... I'm trying like, to think. Uh, like stall so I can bring up my computer and we'll find one. Uh, hey, Chuck, <laughs> hey Chuck, how did practice go today? Uh, it went well. I made a lot of new friends today. Yeah. Uh, made some friends at the Washington Post. You want a name drop? What's your name drop? Uh, yeah, Master Tiff. Uh, wow, I mean, okay, his name is Master. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. but uh, He's he, a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. He's a uh, Redskins beat writer. Even though it's kind of like the worst thing to call someone a nice guy when you meet them because then you have like nothing of substance to tell them. That sounds like, about like, them. Uh, no, I mean, that sounds just, like it came from a personal place, Josh. Wow. No, like no. So actually, you know where it came from? Uh, so I was in a fraternity in college, like yeah. a small one, because I went to Elon. What's your brand? Uh, 
they, they That's it? black frats, bro. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> like the Omega signs? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, oh, you know who kind of played off the ball and stuff? I mean, not not as much, but I guess he did in college. He was Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd? And Leonard yeah. Floyd? Yeah. I, you know what? Uh, check, check the receipts, as someone in the room might say. Someone, early in the process, I think the earliest... Oh. As Chuck gets a refill of some crap wine, uh, <laughs> said that the NFL is going to love Leonard Floyd much more than Twitter.com. Well, and then he uh, went top ten. Yeah, he did. And, yeah, he, and that was me. Rookie. That was me who said yeah, that. By the way, that was rookie. Rookie. Oh, okay. he, he won in ways that I didn't think he was going to win, though. Yeah, he just well, I mean, like he, he, he was a natural bender. Moves. But he was well, a natural he, bender. Yeah, and, like and that's tough to find. Yeah, I'm, I'm still searching for this stuff. I don't know. Hassan's, Hassan's re- like honestly, if there's like one play in that Memphis game that draft breakdown has a cut. And it's like he straight up like runs forty yards and still catches this running back behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And it's like, someone said that he's gonna run like a four or five flat, and I was like, I mean that makes sense. You hear fucking fake numbers all the time. People are like, Tack McKinley's gonna run like a four four flat. Okay. Like sure. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna say he's this guy, but again, this is someone who played on the edge and then get moved to a traditional linebacker spot. Jamie Collins. Mm. Okay. True. Actually, kind of like that. Yeah. He's smaller than these guys though. Yeah. He's smaller than these guys. He's like 236. I think he's like uh, Yeah. Yeah. 237 at the moment. Yeah, Collins is huge. But, yeah. Anyways. Shouts to Jamie Collins. That dude's the fourth highest paid linebacker in the league now. And he's yeah. the top off the ball linebacker. But do, he's you, in do you know what surprised me about that whole thing? Is because, yeah, and Jamie Collins was 603, 4250 coming yeah. out um, with that 1107 broad. Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Just what? The thing about Jamie Collins that always surprised me is. And the stories that came out after that draft was, like, that was Belichick's dude, right? Yeah. Like, he was the one that was, like, and even some scouts didn't like him. Um, and, again, this is all hearsay, but. Uh, it's all fake and, news. And then, news. Yeah, and, and then Belichick was the one who trades him. Yeah. You know? so. Well, like, I just think the Patriots are a Ponzi scheme, man. Like, Jamie Collins just signed, like, a huge contract. And Michael Lombardi, who was bashing Jamie Collins, just signed with like the ringer. Yeah, it's like every everyone just everyone around Belichick just gets paid. We got to get Belichick on the podcast. Well, he just wants to. I mean, I'm sure Simmons just wants to hear all those stories all day, right? Yeah. About Belichick, right? Right. While we're on the ringer, shout out Robert Mays. Shout it's out Danny name. Kelly. Shout out Kevin Clark. <laughs> we're running out of people to shout out. Yeah, I don't read the ringer. Wow, rude. We're gonna Very rude. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you. To be fair. You said I don't read anything when we came before, like five no, minutes it's true. before the I really podcast. Don't. Um, I wish I did. Like I wish. No, you don't. Because if you wish you did, you would. No, 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 no. That's not true. So, like, a basic skills or basic hobbies that I wish I could pick up, uh, like enjoying reading, would be one of them. Like I wish I could just like pick up a book and read it. Um, like I wish I could eat raw tomatoes as well, but I don't like raw tomatoes. Anyways, going off the rails here. What? That's really weird. Okay. I don't like... Uh, do you like raw tomatoes? I mean... No one's like on a burger? Yeah, sure. Yeah, anything. No, I hate that shit. I hate raw tomatoes on anything. Like, I just can't eat them. I think you like, like eating a tomato like an apple. Like. Yeah, people do that. Like, what? Tomato sandwich? Wait, wait, White people. Southern... Southern white people. Yeah, yeah. Like, my parents would make tomato sandwiches with, like, salt or a little mayonnaise on it, and that's it. My God. Yeah? That is the whitest meal I've ever heard. I'm... Damn. Uh, Damn, Josh. <laughs> anyways, no, but not me, because I don't like them. All right, so who else stood out in these practices? Uh, I honestly Taylor didn't watch Martin? anything of wide receivers' corners. That's uh, not real they're football fake, They're fake football players, so. We, that's a take that we is, have. Is this, like, some repetitive thing from the podcast that I should oh, know? No, so why are the only real football players? And quarterbacks. And quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay, there's a, 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 a shift, a pivot we can do from this, right? Because a lot of times, I think in the past, we've talked about young quarterbacks um, being needing to be associated with wide receivers, top-tier wide receivers, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing now, and it's shown the success, that it's young quarterbacks being paired with really good offensive lines. So if you look at Aaron Rodgers, right? right? In, instead of top options. Well, yeah. So if you look at what Aaron Rodgers is able to do... Forward. With no receivers, right? If he didn't have those offensive tackles that he has, he wouldn't be able to go with that. Okay, you add on Dak. Look at Marcus. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a number of... Carson, when he was successful earlier this year. Derek Carr. Right? I mean, it really... Yep, it it really is... Offensive line play now is associated, uh, in my opinion, with success of young quarterbacks. And then, hey, I mean, 
It's not like the Rams have anything, but they certainly don't have an offensive line either. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you even look like at Atlanta this year, and they plugged in Alex Mack, and that that I mean that was a so huge change. Everything. everything. Well, and, and staying healthy the yeah, entire season. Staying healthy. I mean, and, and the Panthers are very similar in 2015 as well. So yeah, very similar. Rise up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you have guys any any other guys you want to touch on? For Taylor, Taylor Moten. Taylor Moten. Yeah, Taylor Moten. Oh, I, I actually did watch some of him today. He's going to get some Coletio Simulate comps. Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Guaranteed. See, when I look at Moten, I think he's like what people wanted DJ Fluker to be coming out of Alabama. Like, uh, like I don't, so you're I don't saying I, like top 20? <laughs> That's uh, what Fluker went, man. I know. I, I Why not? You wouldn't burn a top I like, 20? I like, well, because like it's, it's Western Michigan versus Alabama. That's, 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 like, okay. that's part of the why not. I, I just think, no, no, no. I, I think that that honestly is, is part of the narrative. Yeah, but he's just so talented. And uh, I think when we get to the combine, I think he's going to dominate that shit. He's a guy that people talked about, like, he might have to play guard. And I, like, every single time I watch him, I'm like, there's no way I don't give this dude a try attack well, first. I, and I think part of his game is it's not uh, nice to look at in a lot of ways. I think right? it's awesome to look at. Okay. okay, I'm a I'm dumb line nerd, so... No, 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 no. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, honestly, like Antonio Garcia blocking in terms of elegant movements and, and his pass set and all that kind of stuff. He, if you get inside his chest, then he is going to just win with like strength. sounds like Antonio Garcia is inside your chest. No, no, no. Like, he's just going to win with strength, right? Like, he, he, he can make a a bad situation into a good situation. Like, right. a Lyle Collins is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. People like, oh, he waist bends, he does this bullshit, yeah. right? But if you have that functional strength, which Moten has, then it doesn't. And he's nasty, matter. man. He's mean. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. But I, I could see like Osimile, right tackle or guard, because he's played both or he's under both. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of some guys who disappointed. The Villanova kid, he's not good. He got yelled at several times. Uh, oh, by the way, the the I need to look up who he is on the Browns coaching staff. But he got he didn't get mad at me, but he kind of called me out on Twitter because I I posted something. Uh, I, I posted, and, and you'll agree with this, all right. when an individual drills, right? Right. When the coaching staff was there, it's like all half speed. Oh, yeah. Like no, they, it's they, like. They weren't doing slow. anything it's full slow. speed. Especially when I look back to where Even I was last go, week at the Shrine Week yeah. with, like, the Panthers assistant defensive line coach putting those guys through, you know, bag drills at full speed when they have to bend and slap and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just not walking through, but it's, it's half speed, right? The conversation on both of these staffs, it's. What can we learn from these guys? And it's when the O line starts working on double teams and right. like and like combo blocks, right? And then when they go into that like little folding thing. So when they go run game indie and they're going head to head against the D line, and then when the D line and the O line are going pass pro against each other, right? Other mm-hmm. than that, like he all said, these bag drills, all this stuff. He said uh, it's Blake Williams. I don't know who he is. Uh, I mean, he must be you know an assistant DL coach or something. He says, we have two speeds. Teach speed and go speed. We'll be ready for Saturday. All right, man. Okay. They, it was all teach speed, and then your one-on-ones were go speed, which I mean, is perfectly fine, man. That's, that's, you're not that, disputing what I said. That staff's won cool. one game, so they're trying to win this fucking game right? on Saturday. Look, right. Listen. Right. Um, but no, no, I, 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 it, it's odd because those back drills are actually like helpful for us to watch right? because you can see someone – if they can change direction and move and blah, blah, blah. You can see blah. if their hips and their, if yeah. their hips and shoulders can turn different, right. like going full speed. And, and you know matters. what's interesting? Um, and watching like all the Panthers videos all year long and then being down there with Sam Mills Jr. at the East West Shrine last week, they like only care about hips. Yeah. Like if, if they believe if you can get the hips in the right place, then the rest of the body can follow. Yep. Because they were doing plenty of bag stuff, and I'm sure you see it all the time, where it's just hips to work around and nothing with their hands. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you get that part, that's the most important part. That doesn't surprise me because you're, like, I bring up this point all the time when people talk about arm length, but it literally, like, if, you, if you're if you a one-gap D lineman other yeah. than, like, a nose, if you're playing three or you're playing six or you're playing nine, right, like, it's all it's all in your feet. It's right. literally all in your feet. Like, your hands really shouldn't be doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you guys want to uh, get into some of these questions? We actually, I, I asked for some more on Twitter. We actually got a nice little handful. All right. Let's go. Okay. Wait, hold up. One thing. We got to talk about one thing before we start what doing is these one questions. Thing? I have a question. Oh. Uh, the Al-Qaeda Muhammad thing. Because you told oh, yeah, me, you yeah. tell oh, me yeah. until we got on the podcast. So I haven't watched this guy a lot. He's good. The Miami guy. But I know, I, I think I saw you post that he can he moves similarly to Randy Gregory. Right. So I reached out to hashtag sources. Sauces. And, and I was told that 
he might get the label of character concerns. And I even saw it, I think we blurbed it on Roto World draft section, uh, that... Great fantasy site. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm split halfway now. Uh, that um, he's not gonna, he's not going to get drafted, blah, blah, blah. So, again, I found that super intriguing, so I reached out. And all it was, I mean, it's traditional Miami fashion, right? Yeah. That he was given maybe some things and some free stuff and loved that lifestyle and so was taking pictures of it and posting it online. Ugh. And and I know, what a horrible person, right? <laughs> no, I know, no, no. And and, and so all, dude. Well no, but and 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 so that's why he got kicked out. Right. Was because Miami was like, We just can't deal with this stuff. It was like some rental car service that he ended up getting popped with under an NCA investigation. And we were talking about this earlier, he's like yeah, he's like a 21-year-old who liked free shit. It's like, and, and he's now about to get paid. And, and he's yeah. about and to get, get paid. free shit from sponsorships. Yeah, like, so it's like... So again, and, and, and again, this is a bigger discussion, but at some point, I guarantee you'll read, like, quotes, character concerns. And that just blanket label is, right. like, one of the worst things about the draft I agree. process. I agree. The, one of the absolute worst things about the draft process. The one weird thing, I want you to talk to your sources about this, right? Is he was supposed to go to, like, Hampton? He was supposed to transfer to, like, Hampton. And then just didn't. And then just, he's not on the roster. Did they get free stuff at Hampton? No. Could he just stay in Miami and hang out? I don't know. Probably. He was working out in Miami, I guess, this whole year, and he's a Rosenhaus kid, so. Yeah. Which I think might be self-explanatory there. (laughs) Um, And then I'll add that uh, Stacey Coley, uh, I think we were all excited to see him last week at the Shrine. And I think a lot of people had him as the top wide receiver there. And he just decided, like, not to go. Uh, he like, well, let's put it this way. He wasn't injured, okay? Yeah. And he might, uh, yeah, he wasn't injured. He wasn't That's the best injured. way to put it. All right. Um, and, and with the Muhammad thing, uh, I think some redshirt freshman or whatever stepped in for him this year and got nine and a half sacks. Yeah, well, it was that Mizzou, that Mizzou defensive line coach ended up going over to Miami. Miami. And then that was the big thing with Charles Harris. It was like Charles Harris didn't produce in the first half of mm-hmm. the season because that defensive line coach didn't know what the hell he was doing. Charles Harris came back for his redshirt junior season and I believe Missouri already fired that defensive line coach. Since you watch defensive tackles, have you watched that Josh Augusta guy from Missouri? He's no. like 365, Man, 375. I, I've really been trying to avoid watching Missouri football this year. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, because they, they lost to uh, like, like some FCS school this year. Um, they also lost like Middle Tennessee, didn't they? Or yeah, that's like what I'm thinking of. They lost to Middle Tennessee yes, State. that's not FCS. I know, okay. But, I mean, <laughs> well, it's the same well, thing. It's the same, well, it's the same thing. It's that's what, um, someone says small school. We don't care about being right on this podcast. <laughs> you, I think what was it last again? Yesterday? Again, again, you guys uh, try, but act like you don't want to try. Yeah, or act well, like you're not. Ch- trying. Chuck, yeah. called, Chuck called Western Michigan a small school with Galco, and he got mad that he's like, "That's a Mac. That's a Mac team." <laughs> it's like, dude, no God one watches Western Michigan football except for the like the game versus Wisconsin. Um, so the reason I ask is because again, hashtag sources, but uh, some NFL people. I mean, he's gonna get drafted no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even though he like wasn't productive at all, but three sixty five or whatever he is, um, Terrence Cody two point Well, I think I think he's better than like the Tupo Josh Tupo guy who went to Colorado, right? Who's also like three sixty five, just this massive human being. I couldn't imagine walking around by the way at three hundred sixty five pounds. Like, how myself. do you handle your life? I'd hate myself. It would be horrendous. You just ruin toilets. <laughs> Every toilet you see, you just fucking ruin it. <laughs> just sit on them. I, I, I have to. It's my duty as a three hundred sixty pound person. <laughs> Just shit all over this toilet and make it miserable. Uh, but people thought that like after his sophomore year, he might be like a top three round guy because he showed a lot right. of potential. Yeah, he had a and bunch then of never progressed. Never progressed. All right. Uh, you guys want to move on to these questions? Let's get these questions off. All right. So first How much one, time were we in, by the way? Uh, 23 minutes. Oh, what? We're making good time. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. Jeez. We're good at this. Uh, first question from Lon Swanson. I'm sure yeah. that's not his real no, name. No, no, I know Lon. Oh, he, he, he is. Is that his real name? No, I don't know, but he he is. I appreciate Lon's interactions on Twitter. All right, uh, he asked thoughts on Vanderdose and his fit with the Colts as a potential. Deal. So I called it with Vanderdose, yep. right? You want to let me finish the question before oh, you just interrupt me? Did you finish? No. Okay. Let him pat himself on the back. Let me start over. Okay. <laughs> thoughts on Vanderdose and his fit with the Colts as a David Perry replacement. Now you may speak. Why a Perry replacement? He's like on the. He's third, horrible. But he's on like the third year of a rookie deal. Um, he's horrible. He can't play. Is he that bad? Yes. Is, did you write that in the NFL? He was, he was the lowest grade defensive tackle in the league. Was he really? He was awful, man. I think a, I think <laughs> really really liked him. <laughs> no, because it was funny because like he had flashes as a rookie, but this year we have to he was, these depth charts, guys. He was bad, man. So what do you think of Vanderdose? Because I um, I don't think he's a David Perry type. I don't. Yeah. I think he could play nose tackle. You think so? Yeah, three four. I think he can play. Sh- 
Fuck, you're not playing. You're not playing one that much. He can play. He can play shade. He can play shade. And he can. Yeah. Yeah, but do you think he like anchors well? Because to me, whenever strong as shit. Whenever he gets in a disadvantage, he wants to get in the backfield. Advantageous position he spins. Yeah, I think he can coach that out. Okay. Say, See, I'm, I'm not really, like, into coaching things out of people because I'm not a coach, you know? Yeah. So, like, I hear that, that a lot, hard. like, can you coach this out of them? And my answer is, I've got no clue. So I, I would rather just evaluate you of who you are right now. That's fair. But I think, like, when you have a guy that's that big, and I, I think he move, he's been moving pretty well this week. Yeah. He moves well for his size. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I like that aspect and of he's, him. He's so strong. I mean. I don't think he knows what he's doing. You just tell him, dude, stop fucking spinning against the run. That's a no-no. Because he, he ends up losing, and he spins, and it's like, he's his job is he wants to get... He's kind of like like Hall, right? Where Hall doesn't want to fucking get blocked. Right. Like, he very much doesn't want to get blocked. Right. And playing on the edge and not wanting to get blocked, and playing inside and not but, wanting to get blocked is totally different. But, but, but there are, and I don't... Again, I am no expert on what the Colts run, right? But to me, there are two types of teams with nose tackles. There's... Or shades or whatever, right? There's ones that... Their main goal is just to stop the run, and there's those that want to get up the field, like Javon Hargrave, yeah, right? Or Jared, or, like Grady Jarrett. Too. Right, exactly. Um, and so to me, I, I really don't think Vanderdose is the uh, stay-at-the-line type mentally. Okay, yeah. I, see I think that. I think he's a want-to-get-up-field type. Yeah. But physically, he, I think physically. And, Dave, but, and, and so if we're talking about a David Perry replacement, Perry's an at-the-line scrimmage guy. Yeah, and he's really, really bad at it. <laughs> I think PFF really liked him coming out of school. Not, PFF I mean, Steve, shouts to Charles who at at uh, lunch today called Steve Palazzolo PFF Steve and like did not <laughs> refer to him as his actual fucking name. Do you know what's awesome? We all really like Steve. He's Steve's cool. dope. Like, man. Every, everyone in there's not a, community there's loves not a person Steve. who doesn't like Steve. I agree. Yeah. All right, uh, God, this line stunk this year, man. Right, like awful, Arthur Jones, dude. David Perry. My boy Henry Anderson needs to get healthy. Uh, yeah, he was okay when he got healthy. He wasn't like he wasn't as good as a rookie year. But. Zach Kerr, one of my best. Uh, undrafted guys of all. Uh, people, people super care about your fucking undrafted defensive line takes. <laughs> all right, did Edwin Jackson start? Uh, I remember he played in that game versus the Jets and had a huge tackle for loss. But besides that, Eric's guy Antonio Morrison. Y'all, y'all are just hey, next question. Like, next question. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're not going to talk about the Colts front seven. Uh, all right, next question from Logan at Logan underscore M underscore Marty. Who is one guy you would switch from north to south or vice versa to get an intriguing matchup in the practices? Uh, That's a good question. Ooh, who would fight? Uh, who would fight with each other? So the people that have fought so far, Grambling, kind of, right? uh, are, are, well, Garcia and, and Deshaun kind of like locked up a little bit. Yeah. Then it was Posit. Right? Don't and look at me. We, le- we left. It we was, left oh, it was, it was Posick. And Tenzel Smart, right? And Tenzel Smart. I yeah. believe that that's who it was. Yeah, I, mean, I, saw, I saw the tweets about it. Yeah, it was awesome. They, like, threw fists. More fists than I've seen at this game ever. Um, there was some receiver DB today. And you were talking about, oh, Temple, like, Deion Dawkins and someone else were going to get who into it. Who the hell is Deion Dawkins? Or was someone else? Or maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe so, was, someone said someone said the Gremlin receiver was fighting with, like, Corn Elder or something. I can't really? remember. That's it was like at the red zone or some shit. I don't know. It was on the far side. I was trying not to pay attention to any of it. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, uh. So on the North squad, I would put I would put Zach Banner on the North. Do you know? Or, you're, no, no, no. Yeah. I would, no, I would, would want to see the Youngstown defensive end. Yeah. Go up against Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. He him and Moten is it's you have you have the reps on that video because you right. took all those videos. But right. um that that rep of. Uh, Rivers, the Youngstown State uh, pass rusher going against Taylor Moten, was like that. That was the coolest rep. Yeah. Because like Rivers did absolutely nothing wrong, and he could have killed any other offensive tackle, any other offensive lineman in that situation, and then Moten just dropped him fucking anchor, and yeah. it was just like done. Damn. So that was super fun. Yeah, I, uh, I put Zach Banner I, on the north because he's f- or on the south because he's on USC and he's on the fucking north team. I, I would want to see uh, the Villanova guy go up against Banner because maybe he can actually look strong. Oh, God. That's like... <laughs> oh, we actually did get a question about the Villanova guy. What do you guys think of him? This bad, bad. Bad. Got yelled at. Um, was told that uh, he was autopiloting and that he would... The coach said, I will autopilot you off like Ooh. this drill. Because um, fucking football coaches are stupid, man. Yeah. They're really dumb. They're going to autopilot you yeah. off this. And then uh, when they were running the hoops, you know, you, everyone yeah. who's done D-line work knows what the fucking hoop is. It's like a big hula hoop. They run around it. It's basically like a pseudo three cone. And they're trying to get Tona to run around that three cone 
or that that hula hoop, and they were like yelling at him. They're like, "How how are you so bad at bending? Why are you standing so tall?" It's like he's a six six dude who has he no looks nice. skills. Yeah. He looks nice. He, he he looks very long. Like if you take he's, a still shot of him, he's cool. And he's he did throw he did throw someone that first day. I can't remember who it was. Um, uh, 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 was it Feeney? Someone. I can't remember. It was someone. No. Tony did look better when they kicked him into uh, D-tackle. He got like two reps where he won, but I mean, everyone looks fucking better when they're in that D-tackle. What, what is this? All right, uh, next question. Yeah. At, uh, at Lake Effect Bro, shout out Luke, that's my dude. How'd Terrell Basham look today, and is he in the top 100 range? I don't know. He looked better than I thought he was going to look. Uh, top 100 is very rich for me. I didn't think that he was a good pass rusher at all. I think he rotated too much for a fucking MAC team. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw him go against Taylor Moten in, I believe, the MAC championship, he didn't look that great. There was another game uh, of Ohio that I watched. I think it was a draft breakdown cut. Um, I was not... I was not a big Basham guy. I think he might have been like my second lowest graded edge. Stop Basham. Ba- Basham, Basham, Basham. <laughs> you Stop. got it. This is why you're so bad at tweets. All right. I'm that- good at Twitter, man. Mm. Sully said it once. He did He did better than I thought he would, though. Like, he won a couple reps, and he's making me... If he does some shit tomorrow, I'm going to have to go back and watch him and be pissed about it. Yeah, I don't know, man. All I, right. To, to me, and this is kind of my process for this event, because I had to... Uh, Watch so many people ahead it's of this. It's so hard to be a blogger, man. Um, <laughs> fuck, man. No, I, I, I'm just saying that, that if there's nothing explosive about them, mm-hmm. then I only watch like a game. We had this conversation about it, and you were like, "How many reps does?" It but take? not with them. That's why I was telling. I know, them. but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, we were talking about we, Josh and I had a conversation where we were like, "How many reps do you really need to know?" Oh yeah, I want to talk about this. If an edge rusher is like good, yeah, or a defensive tackle, or yeah. an offensive lineman, or something, one like. Game. Dude, I think it's even less. Like, like a, a I, okay, I'll, I think so too, but I didn't want to come off as late. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying like, oh, I have a full scope of who you are, but I have a baseline of who you are. Yeah. Dude, I could see ten plays. Ten plays. Dude, yeah. I'm like, a lineman. Say, dude, ten plays. At least, at least for me, like an edge rusher, I could tell in ten plays if like you're gonna like I could tell you what day of the draft you're getting drafted. Ten, ten pass rushing plays, and you like know yeah. who he is. Yeah, yeah, That's you know right. who he is. Like, um, and I'm not gonna say that for every position. Like I wouldn't say that for safety. DB, like DB, bro. No. Like I'll have to watch. Th- like people talk about three games. Like right. I'm three games into a fucking DB, and I'm like, fuck, I still need help on this. But one. but offensive linemen in ten plays, you can see how aggressive they are if they have bend right. at their knees, all that kind of shit, right? Yeah. Um, edge guys. I think I think even linebackers, you can kind of tell. Them low too. key quarterback. I feel like quarterback is one of the ones. Ten where plays need... versus pressure, and I kind of yeah. know who you are. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I feel like so. Deshaun Watson, that's like five games. Uh, <laughs> we actually get a question about that, so we're gonna have to, we're gonna right. have to save that for a little bit. Why don't you just do it now? No, because I want to get to the uh, this uh, disruption production. Okay. Question. All right. So from bets at Swole Tide after recent Twitter revolution. Swole Tide. Hashtag Sex Lives Matter. Does Josh still Sex stand, Lives Matter? Does Josh still stand behind disruption is production? Uh, it's catchy though, right? Yeah, it is really catchy. It, it worked until it didn't, bro. No, no, no. Okay, look. So so the reason I came up with that is because uh, everyone was just killing on Clowney his final year at South oh, Carolina, yeah. right? Well, those people are stupid. They don't watch film. We don't care about them. Right. Okay, but that's my audience. Don't care about them. Get them, get them smarter. That's, that's the it's people. It's your duty who, to more educate. That's the people who read <laughs> and stuff. Uh, Unlike you, you go for your third, Charles. Yeah, I like it, man. Drunk, man. I like it. <laughs> we can we kill a six pack and like polish the, polish the uh, handle. I'm still nursing this one. Or like a fifth of, <laughs> fifth of whiskey with Galco last. Yeah, Anyways, so, uh, so what was crazy, and I remember going back and watching all those. Is there were, I mean, almost every single play, he was the only one in the backfield, and he was forcing the guy off his spot, right? And so to me, that's what disruption is: forcing someone off their spot and forcing some type of chaos right. in the pocket. Sure, maybe half the time, maybe less, maybe more, a play is converted by a really good quarterback, right? But to me, disruption still does matter. Like yeah. it's it's kind of I understand. Like I think I think most of us are just trolling. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree, and and that is the whole point of being on Twitter. If you write about football or care about football, right? Vic Beasley led it's, the NFL in sacks, so I'm just riding with sacks right now. I'm very sack. Oh, we all, no, no. I mean, of course, disruption matters. Of course, but, but is disruption more important? So there was someone. I think PFF Sam said like earlier in the year something to the effect of if someone has a sack a game, that doesn't mean they're good. 
or they oh, can season? Oh, if they've one sack per game, but they do nothing else the rest of the game, then they're not good. I'm like, yo, 16 sacks. Yo, 16 sacks is real <laughs> hey, good. Bro. Hey, right? right? I'm right? not complaining about that at all. No, no, no. So, like, it's not like I'm saying that product like disruption is more important than sacks, but I still think in the grand scheme of things, if you're watching the games, disruption right. does matter. I agree with that. I think there's a lot of things that people don't really understand, too, because, like, we'll get into conversations where, like, people talk about, like, run fits with linebackers, and you talk about how, like, that running that linebacker influenced the ball inside, and then people are like, oh, so now we're keeping stats for influences? And yeah, like, That's dude. not different than fucking hurries or, like, anything so, like that. And I'll say this. My disruption is production thing is kind of the same thing as Matt Harmon's drops don't matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. drops, obviously... Do yeah. matter, yeah. Especially if you're Sammy Coates and you don't offer anything else other than being fast. Especially yeah. if you're like uh, Devontae Adams and six of them come in the fucking. But yeah. but if in in Matt's defense, like a guy like Amari Cooper, friend or, of the show, Matt Harmon, or or yeah, Mike he's Evans, been on. who he's been on, yeah. yeah. He was our oh, second, actually watched. I actually listened guest. to that episode. That's the only one I listened to. He was our second. Um, guest. So that shows you how good it was. Uh, <laughs> but but for that, I'm, did you have this question with him? Anyways. You can live with the drops of Mike Evans or Mark Cooper because they're so good. I have players. a question for you. How yeah. many podcasts do you need to listen to before you anointed the best podcast ever? Uh, more than nine. Oh! <laughs> All right. Okay. I like that. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Next question. Let's just jump into this. From uh, at Menace 416, Watson or Kaiser? Kaiser Hive. Yeah, it's Kaiser, guys. What are you guys talking about? Kaiser Hive. Let's talk about this. All right, so I want to hear what's he do different than Jameis Winston in Jameis Winston's last year other than no, 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 how, no. How, how about no, 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 no. Okay, this is how we're going to talk about this. All right, so what do you like so much about Deshaun Watson in comparison to Kaiser? Or just no, 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 just in general. I don't give a shit about Kaiser right now. Okay, uh, well, first of all, I think like when you look at the offense Clemson runs, and you look at like Dabo Sweeney's background and how he runs his offense, he came from Mike Shula's. Coaching tree, Alabama. You look at what Mike Shula's running. Mike Shula out of here. Go ahead. I know. I, I okay. <laughs> I know. Like when you just look at like the type of offense that Carolina runs and right. Clemson runs, like the offense, like it's clear. So I, I, when people say, "Oh, that's interesting," I've actually never thought about that because Deshaun and Cam are like real, real good friends. Really? Like yeah, older brother, younger brother type thing. I did not know that. That's, that's why he does the Superman oh, thing. Oh, okay. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so when I think about people saying. Well, his offense doesn't translate. I was like, well, you know, I, I don't think that makes sense. And that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Well, well, yeah. Go ahead. Let me. Let me speak. Go ahead. Can I speak? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think like with Watson, um, yeah, his accuracy at times can be a little bit shaky, and he was afforded uh, like a lot of luxury with the offensive line. But what I, what I I really liked. Uh, like especially this season was he he like he doesn't let his mistakes bog him down for a game, and he's had so many big performances. So you have like the, the two Alabama games, and then as a freshman he went up and uh, into Florida State and they almost won that game after Cole Stout got hurt, and like you know Kaiser and Watson. So you're, you're walking down Narrative Street here. No, I'm not I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm not. Well, not Narrative Street. I I think when you look at Watson. He had some bad games to start off the season, and yeah. I, I, that, I mean, that's just undisputable. But he really picked it up at the end. And when you watch, like, I was watching the Syracuse game the other day, and when he's when he gets in timing, uh, like with his drops and receivers coming out, rhythm, of breaks, rhythm. rhythm. He like that's awesome. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, think I agree. When you when you look at uh, Clemson's offense, and so like a lot, so a few of those picks came on. Uh, like the one step, I, like I'm gonna catch this ball and the slants come in and that's the only option I have to throw on this play. So I'm gonna throw it and then someone picks it off because it's right there. But a, a lot of times you don't really see like that type of play in the NFL unless like like I know I'm an Atlanta fan so I can go back to this like Kyle Shanahan will run uh, a, a play action zone pass one way and then have Julio run a little slant the opposite way and have Matt Ryan take one step and pop it back across over the middle like mm-hmm. that. So you kind of have to play action sucking. Do you like like Matt, Matt Ryan now or? Oh uh, yeah, we're 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 friends again. Okay, <laughs> but Matthew uh, Ryan, Matthew Thomas Ryan, Super Bowl MVP. You know his fucking middle name. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what Aaron's is. Uh, Cameron Jarrell Newton. Yeah. Fuck, I'm a bad fan. Yeah, I'm a man of the people. Uh, I'm a, I'm so okay, here, here's my thing, Chuck. I right, go for it. 
the, my biggest question, you didn't even mention it. What's the question? Like, my biggest question with his game is something that, and it's the only thing I care about with quarterbacks. Like, it's the first thing that is I look for. Is it because he's got skin color three? No. Mm. no. Actually, it's more like skin color six. Is this like creative player stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, it is how he handles pressure. And how his how he reacts to it because to me there are numerous and okay when we talk about the you mentioned the offensive line I it's a crazy how little attention that offensive line got out of Clemson because honestly I watched they got fun skill players I watched yeah I watched about ten of his games leading up to the national that right championship. tackle fucking sucks though yeah but that's fine you right. can that's I I'm not disputing that but as a whole the, the offensive line was awesome it's good yeah it's good. I watched ten games, and honestly, there was only around three to seven passes per game where he was pressured. So, and pressured is the only time I really care about. Dude, Derek Be- Carr was sacked eleven times this year. Oh no, he's and and okay. Yeah, I mean, I, like, so, I, I think but, it's, I think it's fine. So if he goes to a team like the Raiders with a really good offensive line, because there's probably two thirds of the NFL with crap offensive lines. Well, see that. Well, that's why I'm okay with Cleveland taking it because I think Cleveland's offensive line gets a lot of shit for really not being so. So, so my thing is because it's not like I'm gonna rank him, you know, outside of the early second round. Like, so where I'm gonna put him, I can already tell you, it's gonna be after all first round grades or first round prospects. Wow. And then before all second round prospects, because I kind of tier these quarterbacks. Like, I either put them at the top or there. And mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Well, people have right? made points where they're like, draft boards are stupid because you should have a draft board for quarterbacks and draft board right. for right. everyone. All right, well, right. what, do you, what so, do you attest Kaiser's like awful stretch to end the season to? Oh, no. I mean, I'm not calling him the most consistent. I'm not going to put him at the top of the board either. Yeah. They're all going to be in the same area. Yeah. Like, all three, including Trubisky. Uh, uh, that was going to be my next question because I just wa- I watched Trubisky a couple days ago. I think I'm Trubisky like, handles pressure better than Sean I, th- uh, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I, I think there's... That. In terms of what I look for, there's a difference because I think Deshaun, how he has that playmaker mentality. <laughs> look at that drop! Oh! Look at that hey, drop! That, that, don't drop that. That, that never happened. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. It only uh, lasts like two months. We still, we still got our credentials to playmaker mentality. <laughs> no, you did. I got mine. Oh, well, I got my play. Look, I finessed credentials to playmaker mentality, which I don't think so, has gotten an article posted since like April. April so, so Deshaun has that playmaker mentality where when there is pressure, he doesn't typically want to step up, right? Yeah. Or and and work within this pocket that his offensive line has formed. It's like, like R- Russell Wilson does that shit too. Exactly. And Russell leaves clean pockets a ton, right? Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of times where Russ does it, where maybe Tyrod does it, where Cam has done it. Even but, Aaron Rodgers does it sometimes right. too. Right. But watching those, like, yes, it works a lot of the times. It doesn't work a lot of the times, but many times it works because they are just ridiculous players. Amazing players, right? And we've seen it countless times for guys that abandon pockets that are formed for them not work. What? And so that that's what that what that's what concerns me. Is to me he does not thrive and succeed by working inside of a confined space. Well, see, okay, I I will agree with you there. But for me, I'm, and so, and, so I'm, I, I'm, I, and what I'm saying is we agree. I just uh, knock him more for that than you do, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. If if we are seeing the same thing, then that's all that matters. Right. I think we're seeing the same thing, but when I look at that, I like I get the process is bad, but a lot of the times the result that comes of it is good. Like even when you look at the Alabama game from last year, right? Uh, when he, uh, when they lost to Alabama, he had a lot of there, plays. There are times when he, he sit he's sitting there waiting, uh, and. You know, he, he, he the pocket presence isn't that great, but he gets out of a sack and he's running around for a first down. And, like, and the, the process was bad, right. but I'll take that. There's some crazy. There's some crazy <laughs> things where he like gets it in a running stance and like locks his eyes down the field, like at the mic, and then realizes like one yard right before he gets the line of scrimmage, like oh. I could throw this ball and like just knows or like sees this outlet running and like tosses it like all sprawled out and yeah, shit. like a shot put. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So again, we're seeing the same thing. I'm being safer in my evaluation. Really, I, I really am. If I'm yeah. being perfectly honest and open with it, that uh, I worry about because I think that that is the number one area where quarterbacks fail. Mm-hmm. Is when they don't want to thrive inside of that confined space. See, I, th- I think he's a guy that's going to be better in the NFL 
when you kind of ask him to do more with the passing offense than Clemson asked of him to do. And and I think he what well, and I think he carries out what Clemson wants to do offensively really well. Mm-hmm. Like like you talked about being in rhythm and sure he might make his wide receivers and skill position players work for their catches more often off target. But that's fine. We see it. Jameis does that all the every, time, man. I mean, every NFL quarterback not named Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers does right. that. Right. So I mean that that's doesn't bother me. And right. I, I think what happened like. A lot of the narrative with Deshaun Watson, I feel like, has been negative. But Dude, I, pe- people saying he's not a pocket passer is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense because no. because he, he wins inside of like that pocket that I talked about. It's it's when he's it's an outside of structure play where he has to hold on to it longer than he's expected to mm-hmm. is where I have questions. And I just think I think people try to when they when they think about first round quarterbacks, they try to make up like a perfect guy and there's, there's like more, Teddy Bridgewater, right? Or whatever, like Marcus Mariota. Look, look okay, like, but, but, dude, okay. Yeah. How, how many perfect quarterbacks in the NFL? There's right. one. There's one. No, no, but what I'm saying is, it's to me and and my opinion of of kind of how quarterbacks are talked about. They really like shouldn't be talked about in a lot of ways. And it came after people shit on Marcus. Just and you know this, Justice. Yeah, we yeah. had so many conversations yeah, about this. Okay. I don't even know your opinion of it. I thought Marcus. I had him in the top five player that year, dude. People shit on Marcus. Because he's a quiet dude. And that he couldn't, and he wasn't a pocket passer, that he was a run-first quarterback and all this stuff. If you watched him at Oregon, you saw that he thrived inside and outside of structure. And that final year, man, he had a freshman and a walk-on tackle starting for him, right? And he faced pressure all the time. Watch the Michigan State game. All the time. The Michigan State game, his last last year there, was fucking insane. Because Michigan State would just be like, we're sending fucking eight dudes, and like we're locking you guys in fucking man coverage. And if you don't make this pass, your team's about to lose. All the time, just fucking hit those windows all the time. And and it's so to me, people not viewing him as a top tier quarterback prospect and having questions about him, right. kind of like rubbed me the wrong way about how everyone talks about quarterbacks. Oh, look, man, a lot of people just don't know what the hell they're looking at. Yeah, that's true. Which is the truth. Well, we see this every year, like especially we talked about this with like pass rushers with like Carol Phillips and uh, Dwayne Smoot, who are both down here from Illinois. And there's people who like can't even pick out like who the best player at the same position are on a single team. Right. You know what I mean? Where right. it's like when you or Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams. Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams. It, Funny it, how that it, works it's out. So crazy. Or last year with like Kevin Kevin Dodd and like Shaq, Shaq Lawson, Lawson. Where yeah. people were like Kevin Dodd is gonna go way before Shaq oh Lawson. God. Shaq Lawson with a bum shoulder winner. <laughs> right. right. Kevin Dodd, twenty four year old Kevin Dodd. Twenty four year old Kevin Dodd who beat up on a bad Alabama right tackle for like, and their tight sixty end, minutes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just so funny how you see like the same storylines kind of repeat themselves. We did this, all the time. We did this Tim Williams Ryan Anderson thing last year with Leonard Floyd and Jordan Jenkins. Yep. It, it's, it's and Kevin Dodd Shaq Lawson. Kevin Dodd Shaq Lawson. I mean, it's and, and I'm noticing that more and more as I do this, and I'm, I've only been doing this as like my sixth year of the Senior Bowl and Shrine Game. Um, but like, I am all for like pointing a mirror at like the draft storylines and stuff, and like. Mm-hmm trying to call them out on it because it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think when it comes down to it is a big part of it is people uh, presuming and assuming that any quote that comes out of the NFL is the entire NFL's opinion. Right. When, and I even like tried to count how many personnel people there were in the NFL, it's something like 350 yeah. or more. Like that is one person out of 350 people who work in the NFL Think if you polled 350 people on Twitter about one thing, like we just talked about. You get a dr- all <laughs> over the place. Oh, Zig Yonsa's not competitive. He sucks, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I, he's the GOAT. Right, like like we talk <laughs> about Deshaun Watson. You know, right. you, you know, some people think he's a day-two guy. Other guys think, I mean, I, I'd be cool with Cleveland burning that first over pick on him. And I'm sure if we went out oh. if we went out to Senior Bowl and asked right. every executive or scout we saw, we'd probably get like the same varying... If you, if you ask Stephon Anthony, he's the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Well, not Shout out Eric Stoner. <laughs> oh, What's up, Bo? Paul Dawson, he gives me Levante David vibes. No. That's my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying like if you know you, what I mean. You you ask all 22 of Cleveland's like scouts and scouting assistants, they probably have different <laughs> opinions on Deshaun Watson, which is kind of why it's problematic to have that many fucking voices in there. So that's why I need to ask my wife about Deshaun Watson tomorrow when I see her. There you go. I Maybe she's you. a big fan. What if she's not? What will happen? Oh, then I'm a Kaiser fan. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I, what if she's a Trubisky fan? I actually, I'm a Trubisky fan. So, so I think <laughs> Jared Goff absolutely of... freaking sucks. Oh, he's awful. Like I, I don't know if golf is gonna make in the NFL. I don't think no. he is. Someone like all these like advanced stats that are stupid that I make fun of Falcons fans for reading. Like all of them are like, yeah, golf had the worst fucking season that like, we've seen since. Like he, like he had one of the worst quarterback seasons of all time. He he is like 
again, people and it it, it kind of stinks when the rest of the team around someone plays like shit because then you can make excuses and say it's just that fault. That's fine. But you watch the Rams games this year? Uh, I did watch a couple. Actually. He's awful. Right, and, and and as as a former member of the of the Rams staff, well, Josh not did. really, not really. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what I was gonna say is, what you have to do in that case is see the plays where everything goes well, and if he still sucks in those moments, dude, there's he's fucking he puts the ball in the dirt like like some shit. Like, here's another thing too: is people talk about Carson. I didn't really realize this situation with Carson Wentz. He had, he had what people 14 said, fourteen interceptions and fourteen fumbles. Fourteen fumbles is insane, dude. The final there was a stretch of games where he had like five touchdowns in eight games or something. Dude, That's Atlanta it. had eleven turnovers. Also, so he didn't light up Green Bay's DBs. Right. Think so, about that. Sucks. And here's the thing with Wentz, and I, I mean, I was saying it for like the first four games of the season, right? And when everyone was saying he's what. Peyton Manning pre-snap, Aaron Rodgers post-snap. Brian Bollinger, shout out. Six months suspension from NFL Network for saying the cow. For <laughs> saying guys, you're going to get me fired. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyways. You want for NFL Network now? No. Breaking no, news. No, no. <laughs> they don't like me there. Uh, oh. Anyways. I have a friend that works at NFL Network. He can help yeah. you out. Mm, uh, Matthew? Yeah. Harmon? Well, him Patrick too. Claybon? No. Like Alex Gale? One of the Op- oh. Optimum Sound guys works there. Who? Used to. Um, I can't remember his name. Mark. Oh. Perfect. Yeah, Mark. 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 Oh, Mark Algerian? Yeah. yeah okay. Awesome guy. I met him down here. I haven't met him yet. Um, what I was going to say is, in those first four games, and it's kind of, honestly, and I don't want to do this to you, it was Deshaun Watson-esque with some things, right? In that, in those games, there were only three to five, and I'm not saying Deshaun only does this, but what I'm saying is, there were only three to five difficult throws he had to make, or mm-hmm. difficult plays he had to make yeah. in those... In, like three or four games, whatever, at the start of the season. And so he made them most of the time. But to me, like, there are plenty of games where you have to make three to five difficult plays per game or ten difficult plays. sometimes per drive. And the coaching staff was on fire in those first four games as well. You know what's crazy to me? Like, when I watched... And Lane Johnson was there. Yeah. When I watched, uh, like, the early Eagles games this season... I was like, dude, they traded all his picks to ask him to do this? Like, be Alex Smith? Yeah. Why? I can't. And it would be much worse if they didn't get a first round pick from Sam Bradford. Oh, yeah. Right? You're trading all these picks. Shouts to the Vikings! <laughs> you're, you're trading all these and picks. And our elf. Our elf. Our elf. Our elf Hassan. Uh, Dak's the best of that group. Oh. No doubt about no it. No doubt. No doubt like, about by, it. Even, even with the supporting cast, he was still way better. No, than no doubt about it. Okay. He made difficult plays, man. Yeah. He made difficult plays. Uh, what are the other questions? We're not done. Oh, okay. No, uh, we are at uh, 52 minutes. No, we're not. We're no. keeping going. We can go. We can, we can go, go for a long time. Uh, from Felipe Vieira, shout out. Uh, didn't hear anything about Pumphrey. Can he be an important third down guy in the next what? level? That's so, I, I don't even want to like, this is going to sound horrible, but at this point in the process, I'm not wasting time on a guy like Pumphrey. You and I have had conversations about this where you're like, you should really, if the draft analysts should really tear their time, like the days, where it's like, you should spend third, like a third of your time on for day one, guys. A third of Let's your be time an open for... book. You ready? Okay. <clears throat> this is what I've learned in six years. We got Josh Jerome, now he's in with softball. No, right? I mean, I've had like a third of a glass of wine that I've been <laughs> a glass, here. A glass. <laughs> it's a paper cup that says Hilton Garden. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right. So, people who cover the draft should spend 75% of their time on the top 50. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then, all that they should do, in my opinion, unless you are the god Matt Waldman and some of these other guys, right? Shout out, Matt. We're going to get him on in a few minutes. Um, yep. Then you should find a handful of your favorite late round dudes. Yep. Grady Jarrett, Malik mm-hmm. Jackson, so on and so forth. DJ right? Reader. Tahir Whitehead. Mm-hmm. What up? Malik Jackson? That's a, that was a good hit by you. I'm just... I was the only one, dude. Really? He was the only one, and fucking Josh would come into my mentions every day and be like, I'm yo, what do, you, what do you think? Like, he's my good. boy Malik is doing... My boy saying, Malik is I'm doing well. Saying, guys. He should send me some of that money. I got him the Super Bowl. No, I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, he was just a late ad. Let that um, What I was going to say is, then that you should find, you know, a handful, maybe 12, whatever, uh, like Kyrie Thornton, those dudes. Uh, some of your favorite late round guys, right? right? Um... And hype them up because people don't, and I'm being super honest here, people don't get mad at you or get upset or bring up when you are too high on a prospect. Right. They criticize you and bring up your misses when you were 
saying someone sucks and he turns out to be good. Yeah. That's when they come at you, right? Yeah. 90% of the time. There's a 10% for the other side. So again, get that top 50 right. Get a lot of names, right? Hype up the ones that you really like. Try, resist talking about the negatives because the negatives are so easy. And then again, the negatives are what people bring up when you're wrong on them. And that's about it. That really is the whole process. That's how you skim the Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking back on it, I end up having a, uh, I end up having, having a first round grade on Greg Jarrett, which I mean, I, I mean, I can admit that was probably too high, but no, I like, I like, I like Grady coming out. Too. I think he's, like, he's, I think he's good. He I think good. He, he finished, I think, I think he finished in the top Dude, there was like a he finished in the top fifteen for NFL one thousand Grady for was that was that twenty fourteen? That was twenty fifteen. Well, I like, didn't yeah, that weird did. fucking thing happen with Grady Jarrett where like his house burned down yeah, like, the, the day they, before the yeah, draft? They, like I don't no, wonder during like during the first round his house burned down. Yeah, so as soon as the Falcons drafted him, they sent him like. A bunch of clothes and like he signed his contract like ASAP. I've That's asked crazy. around on like why he dropped and everything, and there are just like vague reasons why, like nothing specific. Really? Because that's oh, what Marcus Mario, the number one player in this draft. Hmm. hmm. Oh, I funny. also had a QB one. Deshaun Williams just follow hmm. me on Twitter. There you go. Speaking of NFL one thousand. Oh God, this was Grady Jarrett number twenty overall. I don't. I I don't. Got it. Flex. You got it. Who's? Let me see this. All right, we got right a question. From... Right behind <laughs> No, some of those rankings suck. That uh, 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 so you have Omabe Odigazua who can't get it. He's behind two <laughs> different undrafted. But a seventeenth overall. A, a lot of people like. I like him too. I had a first. Doyle Greenback in fourteenth. Yeah. Look, man, there's nothing wrong with that. Admitting your misses, man. That's you just gotta true. flaunt the wins more. This is true. Again, <laughs> and we're, we're talking about how you play the process, and and this is it. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's it's honestly helps your mentions in the long run. All right. Yeah, it does. You want to get in one last question before we close this off? Or is this really it? We're approaching an hour, man. Get, why, uh, yeah. why do you have to keep it to an hour? Uh, we because go people will get bored and stop listening. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I have one question we got, after after you. All right, so we got a question from Bannon, Brandon Bate, Turf Time Show writer at SB Nation. His at is no plan B. Shout out for a phenomenal Twitter handle. Will Josh be sharing any of his culinary expertise or not? Guys, <laughs> so I've been really into, if you want to follow me on Instagram. You eat raw tomatoes, apparently. No, no, no. You were around people so, who eat raw so tomatoes. So my, I, I, I keep it very work-related and try to be funny occasionally on Twitter. Uh, but my Instagram is just all food shit. Oh, my God. That's adorable. Are you Instagram honey on Twitter or on Instagram? Dude, I mean, I'm a chef. As a, as a culinary chef, what sunscreen tastes best? Uh, I mean, I wear this Walgreens SPF 50 all day. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, so I've been really into uh, sous vide lately, which is just okay. cooking in a vacuum. Um, so I got this thing from Chef Steps called Jewel, and all it is is you just it heats it heats up the water to like let's say for steak 122 degrees, and then once it heats up, you drop steak in a Ziploc bag or whatever in there, and it cooks for 30 minutes. And so instead of you know like when you order a steak. At places, it like goes gray and then red in the middle. This one is just like red throughout. So it heats it up to the internal temperature for enough time for it to get to that temperature, obviously. And then you just sear it. And that's it. And then so I've done like full legs of lamb and I did my turkey for Thanksgiving and that and all that shit. So I'm really into cooking. I'm going to do some Facebook Live. Some more, peri- need more Periscopes. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, Facebook Live because it's better to share. No, but I, don't, I don't have Facebook. So do, uh, Periscope. I don't have Facebook either except for this like... I only have Facebook for Tinder. I have one account that has no pictures of me. I upload all my <laughs> I, I upload all my pictures privately and then just put them on Tinder. I got um, I got a few matches down here in Mobile. Uh, what what is with this? So I don't have Snapchat. I know I'm like the only person. I don't really use Snapchat that much. But honestly. you use I those use like um dog filters. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are just thirst traps, man. That that happened like bro. They came up with filters so long ago. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck like I two did. weeks ago was like, yo, I figured out this dog filter shit. <laughs> yeah, because I see. I didn't know you had to touch your face before you could use the filters. Obviously. I didn't know. You know. You know. You know. Snapchat has uh, Shazam. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I mean, I have my own Shazam's app. I'm on. You didn't have a fucking voice recorder. You were videoing videos. When we okay. Were, we were so I'm gonna I'm gonna close with the question from me. Okay. Actually, it's not from me. Okay. It's from Betts. Oh, we did the Swole Tide thing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Swole did you do tide. this one already? Which players? Okay. So this is kind of. What's your biggest regret in terms of player you fall in love with at one point in a oh, previous draft? Rashid Higman. Watman? Did yeah, Watman? He's kind of starting to figure out. Wa- a Watman bit. was um um who's the SB Nation writer? Um, former NFL player. God, I can't. Oh, Stephen White, Hoss yeah. of the Week. It was his Hoss of the Week. Yeah. Was well, H- was, was Watman? Yeah. He he. Look, listen. That guy was 
he is the test case can, can I, of is how how athletic to stupid do you need to be? So to can I can I ask you this? Right. I'm sure you watched the Hard Knocks when that his yeah, season, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. When he put as, on the as, hood, when he put as, on the as hoodie, soon as up. soon as he came on, because I, I don't even know if you watch interviews or listen to interviews with him before then. As soon as he came on and did that, were you immediately like, shit? There was the one where they were... I should have no, put man, out all those it was tweets. The one, look, here's the thing. What worried me was the scene where they're in the film room, right. and he's like in his hoodie, just like, like no arms, here. just to hit in here with like zipped up, and he's watching, and he's like, yeah, alright. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, fuck. I should, I this should dude like, is not even paying attention to the film room. Shout out to Rasheed Hagman. Uh, if anyone's getting popped in... Uh, in in the Super Bowl for like solicitating a prostitute is for sure be. Rasheed Hagman. You guys are gonna get me fired because so Rasheed Hagman went on Instagram and oh, asked God. people who has Bud when they were playing in London like last. Charles, week. I have a question for you. What's up? If you had to re-sign just, and I know they're on different time periods in their contracts, re-sign one running back, Devontae Freeman or Tevin Coleman, who would it be? Mm. Just one. Probably Freeman. I, My I, man. I don't think Coleman like Coleman's. He, he can catch, but. Like, you can only run he, outside zones. You can so only much. run outside zones. <laughs> Dude, people hate on Freeman so hard. He really doesn't know what the hell he's He like. is so It's because it's it, fantasy Twitter, bro. Right. Fantasy Twitter doesn't like Freeman. They like Freeman, so, so it's good. like, yeah. I, no, I like I like Freeman, though. I, Freeman's good. Like, But the thing with Freeman is he's just not as... RB1? Yeah. Draft. You did? Wow. That's a really good call by that. Josh is smart, man. Look, this is why, this is why I hang out with Josh. Man. I like Josh. It's, it was him, it was Carlos Hyde, then it was Crowell. I, I was not on that Bishop Sankey shit. That was I was. Were I, think you he, really? I think he was my running back one. I have I had no idea what I was looking at as running back. I, dude, I legitimately I had, that, I had no idea what I was looking I, at running back. That, that's happened to me looking back on so much of that shit from the first year I was doing it. I was yeah. like, what was I thinking? Because everyone is like, put out a top 100. And like, if I have to put out a top 100, I have to rank like all right. these motherfuckers. Right. Where it's like, I don't, that's why I stopped focusing, like, pro- probably what I'll do is I'll go through and I'll probably try to rank as many draftable offensive linemen, defensive linemen, edge rushers, yeah. right, yeah. that I possibly can. Um, I'm better at receiver and cornerback now. You should call it, like, a trench board or something. Something. Well, that's what I did. Last year, I did I did uh, top 50 trench players or some shit like yeah. that, or top 20. I can't remember. Just do that. But then I'll probably watch players who are top 100 at all other positions. Wait, did you get a response or something? Yeah. Uh, so No, we, we, you didn't answer my question, though. About who is your bit favorite, like the draft crush in previous years that you wish you could take back? Miles Jack. No, dude, it's, it's so <laughs> Come on, man. He's it's because he doesn't have. Okay. He doesn't. Uh, have, he was my number one player. Look, last he year, doesn't have Gus Bradley anymore. Okay, so how is he going to succeed? Okay, uh, not that. Um, didn't they just promote from within? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So hopefully they don't keep the same defense. Uh, know, plot twist. I know. I'm worried. Yeah. Talbot was I, another I, late round call. I, I actually liked uh, T.J. Yeldon. Coming out of Alabama, I was, I was a fan. Do you know who reminds me a lot of T.J. Yeldon's class? No, <laughs> maybe fucking Jaguars. By, by, by the way, if if people like T.J. Yeldon, which a lot of people did, Justin Davis from USC plays a lot like T.J. Yeldon, really? and you will get him at like fifth round. Yeah. He he missed. Uh, he produced, he's the, been the best USC back in a couple he, years. He missed the strong game. He's been injured a lot. He got an ankle sprain in that uh, uh, Rose Bowl. I'm not gonna say it's a higher ankle sprain, but it is. All right. So uh, mm-hmm. we are at an hour, two minutes. I think that's a pretty good. That's good. That's a good time. That's well, a good time to end it, off. We ha- we haven't eaten and we need a drink and it's almost nine o'clock. So. Yeah, but uh, before we log off, it looks like we might have Cincinnati Bengals defensive tackle Deshaun Williams on the podcast next week for a little fifteen minutes. Where did he go to school? Uh, question and answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no why why did you pick him? Uh, because you could get him. Well, no, because he DM'd me on Twitter. Same So? He DM'd me on Twitter first. So no, like, I mean, I'm not talking look, shit about Look, we can get him. you, so what's that say about By the way, you? we should get Wow, what does that say about you, John? I've had Joe Goodberry on my podcast. We, yeah, we yeah, need to get yeah. Joe. We, Joe I was getting, awesome. I was saying, someone had Dude, I love hat, Joe. Someone had a hat that said, like, deep fried draft or something on it, and they were like, yeah, Joe Goodberry, like, he's a good dude. And I almost, like, tweeted at him, and it was like, yo, someone's, like, talking about you down here, but I feel like that would kind of be weird. Um, Joe, Joe, Joe Goodberry, legitimately, me, Joe Goodberry, you, that's... Everyone who evaluates defensive linemen for NFL 1000. Yeah, I gotta watch every single game. Yeah. Joe's awesome, man. All right, so Josh, uh, before we log off, yeah, the only thing you want to plug, yeah, the Rotor Football Podcast, especially if you're 18 to 24 years old. Yeah, that's our demographic. Um, in fact, are you guys doing really well from like 12 to 17? Like we, y'all fucking. We, no, we actually do really well in general. What? We had a million listens in the in the season. No, it's because John Elway retweeted you. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Million listens this year, and it just started like a year ago. Um, well, actually, just the season was my. Anyways, download it. 
Uh, I appreciate if you subscribe. If you rate your view, Evan Silva will give you a compliment. Um, what what else? Hey, can you uh, get Elvis Silva to follow us on Twitter? I don't know if he follows you, but can you get him to follow me? Come on. I'll, I'll put in pressure. a good word. Okay. Peer pressure at all. Peer pressure is undefeated. I, I, I had to peer pressure Evan into liking Devontae Freeman. He was a Freeman hater. Really? Yeah, man. That was tough. All right, Justin, do you got anything you want to plug for the end of the week before we uh, log off here? Uh, I want to plug uh, Justin Onzo. He he cleared up my schedule. I haven't had to do anything in like three days, so shouts to him. All right, uh, so this was episode nine of Send the Edge, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, final Senior Bowl recap. Who you have on? Uh, we're gonna figure out. I'm gonna push back my flight so I can record this last little episode. Are you really? Yeah, I think I will. Are you really? I, I don't know if this is a drunk thought or like <laughs> me being. Who are you gonna grab for it? Emory or someone? Come on. We'll schmooze our way down there. Somewhere. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We might get Belichick. See you guys later.